0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: This week on the Chicago Bears Review. Sunday, our beloved were in the Superdome, taking on the Saints, riding high off their win against Carolina, looking to snap the Saints' four-game winning streak and extend their own winning streak to three. Was the trip home a happy one, or are the Bears back to the drawing board? All of this plus Bear Up and Bear Down on the Week 8 Review episode of The Chicago Bears Review! We were hoping for our third straight victory Monday, but instead our beloved came up just short of 500 on Sunday. What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the week eight review episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and I will admit I am in a god-awful mood right now. I, uh, you know, I I Uber drive on the weekends, um, so I don't, uh, especially on Saturday nights, I was out late on Saturday, which meant I slept in late on Sunday. Basically got up just in time to watch the game yesterday, which means that um, I was up way too late last night. Didn't get to bed on time. You know, had to go to work tired. Didn't have a great day at work. The one thing that I had to look forward to... Well, two things. But one thing that I had to look forward to was I had gotten... um, jeff dickerson from espn to come back on the show to do the midseason review uh with me uh that will be coming out on thursday and um skype good old skype decided that today of all days would be the day that their system and thankfully the, that was like the only comfort it wasn't just me they were not going to allow phone calls to be made uh through skype and, uh, Jeff was not available to do Skype to Skype. So, um, so yeah, I, and, um, you know, the reason we were going to do it tonight on Monday was because, uh, Jeff is, uh, unavailable Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and Thursday of the week. Se- well, actually I'm unavailable Thursday because, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going out of town, uh, for the weekend. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he's not available on Tuesday or Wednesday. Tonight was the only time that he was available. Therefore, no Jeff Dickerson on the midseason review on top of the bears losing and having a crappy weekend and uh, not feeling well all day today and so on and so forth and uh yeah so hi how's it going anyway um yeah that really did just piss me off sitting there uh, waiting for the, the call just sat there would not go through. Just I know you guys hate to hear my about my system issues, but this is my show and I'm gonna bitch about it because I was that was the one thing. Like I said, that was the one thing I had to look forward to all day was to was to dive into that conversation with Jeff and ask him, you know, what's what's it like at Hallis Hall and you know what's the what's it been like with the quarterback controversy thing and uh so on and so forth. But uh I don't get to ask him that now. I don't get to answer, get the answers to those questions you know and uh all that fun stuff so anyway let's try and get through this shall we um you guys all know by now uh zach miller suffered a gruesome uh leg injury on sunday um catching a touchdown pass uh another thing that's got me pissed off today is that they denied this man the touchdown that he basically gave his career for Um, he's what, 32, 33 years old. Uh, this was a near catastrophic injury for him because not only did it end his season, he dislocated his knee. It looked like one of those Joe Theismann leg breaks. I I thought he shattered his leg into a million pieces. Um, he, instead he dislocated his knee and, um, damaged or severed an artery in his leg. I was getting alerts, as I'm sure some of you were as well, this morning. I'm sure you've heard by now. Um, Zach was in danger of losing his leg because of the damage that was done to that artery. Thankfully, um, the vascular surgeons in New Orleans were able to repair the artery. Uh, And as John Fox said earlier today, Zach's not out of the woods yet. But um, the surgery was successful. He can he has feeling in his foot. There's good blood flow through the entire leg. So right now it looks like Zach dodged a major, major bullet. I mean, to hell with his career. They were trying to save his leg. I mean, how scary is that? You know, and then the cherry on top is uh, you know, <laughs> they overturned they overturned the catch, saying that he lost control of the ball when he hit the ground. There is zero video evidence of that. Okay, because I knew I was going to be out late on Saturday, I DVR'd the game, you know, just in case I slept through my alarm and I got up late when the game had already started. I wouldn't miss anything. So I DVR'd the game and it came in handy because I went back and I watched it many times from every available angle that uh, Fox had for us uh, yesterday. And not once did I see the ball come out. I don't see the ball. Touch the ground. As a matter of fact, what I see is his arm and forearm underneath the ball. That's what I see. I see a touchdown. After that man suffers the worst leg injury I've ever seen, he held on to the ball. And when did he let go of it? He let go of it after the process of the catch had been completed. After the referee ruled it a touchdown, he lets go of the ball so he can reach for his busted leg. You know, so because the pain sets in, he reaches for his leg and and um, and that's the rest of it. And then because every scoring play is reviewed, it was reviewed and overturned. I mean, I was absolutely floored when they said it was incomplete. Okay, and as if anyone who watched the game knows that the guys in the booth absolutely dumbfounded as well. So was uh, Blandino, the, the former head of officials for the NFL, the guy, their studio guy, you know, the one that looks at all the replays. Yeah, this is going to stand or, or, you know, giving explanations of the rules and things like that. He as well says, that's a touchdown. You know, I don't see what they thought they saw and so on and so forth. And then to make matters worse, at the end of the game, they double down and and say that, uh, you know, they confirm it again and they get all sarcastic about like, well, I'm sure we all know what the process of a catch is now. Apparently they don't. Because they got it wrong. And um, the only, the, the best case scenario now is that, uh, you know, the Bears can send the tape to, to the NFL and have them look at it. And the best that we can hope for is one of those backhanded, um, you know, my bad, you know, videos or, you know, or, or releases or statements or whatever you want to call them from the NFL basically saying, yeah, we got that one wrong. You know, and quite frankly, they owe Zach Miller that much. You know, he may very well be done. This was the last year of his contract uh, with the Bears. He had signed a two-year extension after 2015. You know, he's done. And uh, with his with his injury history and the, the catastrophic nature of the injury itself, I, I would think that he's probably not going to play anymore. So, you know, they stole his touchdown away from him. Now, in the end... It wouldn't have been enough to win the game, but it, uh, it would have gotten us a hell of a lot closer. That's for sure. You know, if, um, you know, we settled for a field goal there. So, but if we score the touchdown, that's, that's, uh, seven points instead of three. So it would have made it what? 17 to 13 at the moment, something like that. Or, you know, I don't know. But it just, uh, no, 17 to seventeen to 10. Would have been 17 to 10 because the next touchdown that we scored would have made it 20 to 17, which means we're going for, we're trying for a field goal instead of a touchdown. So maybe we're a little bit more conservative on that last drive where Trubisky threw the touchdown, or excuse me, the interception uh, that iced the game. Maybe we're, we're not trying to get downfield uh, as, as much as, uh, as we were trying to do uh, on that particular drive there at the end of the game. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, that was the, the, the drama this morning was, was seeing those, uh, seeing the tweets and getting the notifications from bleacher report and Yahoo and, uh, and on that, uh, Zach Miller is in danger of losing his leg. So, wow. You know, not confirmation that his season is over or that, uh, you know, the, you know, saying what kind of, uh, other damage he did other than dislocating, the knee did he tear a ligament or, or anything like that no he damn near severed an artery and almost died you know uh, you know you sever an artery in your leg that's that's bad news and they used uh, like a healthy artery in his other leg to repair the one uh in his left leg and um you know all signs look good for now but um you know whatever uh whatever your beliefs are you know uh karma god prayers you know good vibes you know what have you send some his way because uh that's a long road ahead for sure you know and it very well may be the end the end of one and in, in the beginning of another you know he, he could be uh more more than likely he's done as a football player which is uh you know which is tragic and it's sad um because uh you know all the beat writers and um Um, you know uh, guys that I follow on on Twitter that follow the team um, nothing but great things to say about Zach Miller the guy you know not just the football player and what he contributes to the team you know on the field but apparently off the field he's a very popular guy uh, as well so everybody's heart is broken for him uh, today so and you know he's been productive for us he kind of found a second life in the NFL with the Bears, you know, unfortunately in and out of the lineup, but, uh, when healthy, definitely one of our better playmakers, especially since we can't throw to receivers and tight ends are our primary receivers, uh, outside of, you know, Cohen and, and Howard out of the backfield. So, you know, tough situation. And I hope he ends up, uh, being okay. And, uh, that, uh, you know, he'll survive this, um, you know, Saving the leg was the most important thing, and I think that they have achieved that. So uh, knock on wood that it's all clear sailing from here for uh, Zach Miller. And uh, to pile on the bad news, uh, Jarrell Freeman, uh, yeah, the one that's on IR and has been for the last seven weeks, uh, tested positive for PEDs again. So he has been suspended for 10 games now, and... um, He can start serving immediately. So I don't know if the, I don't think the bye week counts, um, but we got eight games left in this season. And then if he is with the bears next year, because this is year two of a three-year contract, he'll miss the first two games of next season. Now, the reason that I say if he's with the bears is because in the statement that he released talking about what happened, um, he mentioned how he had a head injury that he's been downplaying and was taking, basically taking pills to cope with what was ever with whatever was going on there. And that's where the, that's where the the, the positive test uh, came from. Um, But him talking about memory loss and, and, and losing time and, uh, and stuff like that, the dizziness and so on and so forth. That's uh, yeah, not good not good at all so along with the torn pectoral muscle he's recovering from apparently he suffered some kind of head injury uh or has lingering effects from a head injury um didn't really go into when that actually happened whether it happened against the falcons or before maybe sometime in the preseason or 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 what have you um you know talking about how that you know the lingering effects of the head injury and blah 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 and this and that um You know, he's six, seven years into his uh, career, uh, I think just short of 30 years old. You know, that is kind of the trend nowadays that when that either to avoid those injuries or to stop them from getting worse, guys are retiring uh, early to uh, to salvage what's left of their lives. And, um, you know, so I wonder a if the Bears are going to keep him because second suspension in less than a year uh and uh, you know he's on ir so he's not coming back anyway but you know so i mean that's the one positive in this is that he'll get you know 80 percent of that suspension over with now but he won't be able to play the first two games of next season if he's still playing and if he's still with the bears so you know plus you know he only signed a three-year deal and i'm i'm you know, a lot of those are front loaded as far as the guaranteed money and everything is concerned, or they usually are. So we've probably paid Freeman everything that we owe him as far as like everything that we promised that we would pay. And I think next year is just a matter of, um, you know, fulfilling the contract as a player. I would love to have him back. Um, but, um, for the sake of his health and, uh, and whatnot, then maybe it's not such a good idea. But the, that was the other good news that we Bear fans had to uh, chew on earlier today was, uh, you know, one of our one of the more beloved players on the team right now might lose a limb, uh, and another one that's dealing with recovering uh, an injury from one of his limbs um, tested positive for a drug test on a season that he's not even taking part in right now. So... Mm-hmm. It's all coming up roses for us this week, folks. So, yay, you know. But, um, anyway. (laughs) Despite the Bears losing the game, um, it was competitive. Um, it did come down to the wire at the end. But, as I feared, uh, we just don't have the offensive firepower. And, and we only allowed 20 points. And, you know, that was the thing, was that, um, you know, the Saints are going to be able to manage to score their points, uh, even against the best defenses, you know, 14, 17, 20. That's in the range that they kind of stay in. I mean, I think the Saints have some kind of record as far as like consecutive games with a touchdown in them or something like that, that that's been going for quite a while. Um, so they're going to find a way to score the points. And, um, you know, that's what happened. And my concern going into the game was that they were more balanced than us because they were and they were you know playing well on playing decent on offense, playing much better on defense, and we're lopsided. We're awesome on defense, offense on the other hand not so much. You know it's it's uh, you know the the one week that we that the defense couldn't get us any points when we really could have used them, but like I, I said, you hear me say it in the knee jerk reaction. You heard me say it last week. We can't depend on the defense to put points on the boards for us every week. We got to score our own points. Uh, On offense and uh, we did manage to score some. We missed some opportunities and in the end it just wasn't enough. So, um, you know, first quarter knee jerk reaction. It, um, you know, it it had this weird kind of eerie feeling because we, we were playing well but we kind of had a shoot-ourselves-in-the-foot kind of moment that opened the gates early for the Saints.
0: Yep. Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Saints, and it did not start off well. The Bears uh, deferring so the Saints start with the football, and on third and two, a missed tackle from Bryce Callahan led to a 54-yard run or reception uh, for the Saints, got them down in the red zone, and then uh, the Bears force a field goal. However, Kyle Long, uh, Kyle Fuller excuse me, offsides on the field goal attempt, so it actually becomes a first down for New Orleans. The next play, an eight-yard touchdown run for Alvin Kamara it's 7-0 for the Saints. Now, on offense, it's been, as usual, run right, run left, maybe pass on third down, that kind of thing, but the Bears actually attempted two passes on the first uh, first drive, which is very uncharacteristic, and then in the second drive, a huge pass play from Trubisky to uh, Trey McBride to get the Bears inside uh, the red zone. Right now, as the third quarter, as the second, first quarter ends, the second begins, the Bears are third and goal inside the tank yard line right now hopefully they'll try to mix it up because the saints are playing run heavy right now so hopefully the bears maybe try to mix it up and do like a a bootleg or some kind of play action uh to loosen the strings a bit otherwise we're probably looking at at least seven to three to start the second quarter so but here we go the bears have the football with the start of the second quarter down seven to nothing (laughs)
1: you kind of got a here-we-go-again type of moment, you know, doing something that stupid, that foolish. You know, you're looking right down the line of scrimmage. You're right there. You know, you got to move. You just... It's it's a foolish penalty, and it's only five yards, but it was enough to give the Saints a first down on the very next play. You know, they pitch it wide out to Kamara, and he just runs into the end zone untouched uh, for the score. So, I mean, two things going wrong on that one, the first one being... Uh, Bryce callahan being way out of position uh on that third and two play um because he basically came in diving you know it was a you know a, a prayer of a tackle uh attempt trying to to grab the receiver's uh feet to kind of trip him up he, he would have gotten the first down but um you know i think if he if he was in position like he should have been maybe it was a miscommunication before the snap or something like that but he just comes in flying in like a bat out of hell and flights right past him, barely lays a finger on him, and he just runs down the sideline uh, for the big gain before we finally push him out of bounds and it set up the set up the Saints. And then the defense, as they do, holds uh, the Saints, and then we go ahead and give him a freebie uh on the field goal attempt. So, you know, just like that, instead of three to nothing, it's seven to nothing, and those are the kind of things that the Bears have to avoid. Um, you know, if they want to be successful, you know, we, we only gave up the field goal last week to, to Carolina and we were able to make turnovers out of the other sustained drives uh, that they had uh, last week. But, um, you know, the offense on the other hand, like I said, they did put the ball in Trubisky's hands a bit more. He was throwing a bit more often as well as the Saints have been playing on defense. Apparently the Bears thought they had something that they could, uh exploit but um that didn't work out um you know as we went through the went through the game you know incomplete passes guys not open you know guys making late breaks and and things like that and you know trubisky's making the throw when the guy makes his cut which is what you're supposed to do but he waited too long to make the cut giving the db the chance to cover up some ground A lot of tip balls knocked out of the way and so on and so forth. So not as many drops as we've seen in the past. Just, um, you know, errant throws, guys not being where they're supposed to be. And also sometimes taking too long uh, to to get into their breaks or come out of their breaks because by the time the ball got where it was supposed to be, there was a Saint defender there with the receiver. So um, it's, again, the receivers, you know, failing to get any kind of separation um, on 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 the majority of uh, downs and like I predicted Don in inman uh, Did not play on Sunday because why would we want any fresh blood or you know anything like that? You know trying to uh, help out his brand new team. So we don't get to see him until week 10 uh, against the uh, against the Packers so there, you know, it's uh, This damn offense anyway Um, Let's go to the second quarter. Um, More disappointment uh, in the second quarter. Another Saints score and, uh, you know, a bigger deficit for our beloved to try to dig themselves out of.
0: New York reaction to the second quarter of the Bears and the Saints. Things not going so well. Um, You know, as I've been saying, we cannot... The, the offense cannot continue to rely on the defense to to be there for them all the time like that. I mean, this is the NFL. You're going to have an off week. Now, the defense isn't necessarily having a off week. It's just that, you know, the Saints are better than the offenses that we've been facing the last couple of weeks. They're a play caller. Sean Payton is a much more imaginative kind of guy, and that's what we're seeing from the Saints' offense right now. Um, you know, they they um, they're doing a much better job of mixing things up and not being straight ahead like we've been seeing with the Panthers and the and the and the Ravens in the last couple of weeks. Um, the offense is doing more to to put the ball in Trubisky's hands, let him throw, and and things like that. But in the end, we just can't close the deal. At the end of the uh, first quarter, we were in the red zone, that was a field goal because we couldn't get it anywhere on third down. We just got the football back down into Saints territory around the 30-yard line, and a sack on on third down made it a 48-yard field goal attempt. And, of course, we have Connor Barth, who sucks, so he missed it. So it's 14-3 right now in the uh, at the half, and uh, the 14 came from a um, – <laughs> A drive where we had some uncharacteristically bad tackling uh, from the uh, from the Bear defense on that drive. A lot of arm tackles and Melvin Ingram and company running through those arm tackles, and uh, resulted in a one-yard touchdown run from Ingram to put the uh, the Saints up, fourteen to three. So in the second half. <sighs> You know, I don't really know. You know, to, to tell you the truth, uh, I've been really impressed with the way the Saints are tackling. You know, if the if the Saints weren't uh, tackling so well, we'd have bigger plays on the board. That's for sure. I mean, Jordan Howard is is used to being able to run through some of these tackles, and the Saints are bringing them down. So the Saints are doing a great job tackling uh, in the game. But, uh, you know, other than that, it's just uh, to stay the course, man. Uh, keep running the football. The run game is is having some success. Um, you know, we need to mix it up with the cat. We need to get Mitch out in open space, bootlegs, that kind of thing, because sitting in the pocket right now, the Saints are blitzing, so we need to get Mitch out into open space on some uh, on bootlegs and things like that uh, to get away from the pressure, uh, and then I think we may be able to open things up a bit more in, in the passing game, because in the pocket, they're coming after Trubisky. Uh, they've gotten to him two, maybe three time so far uh, already so and then on defense we just need to tackle that's all we really need to do on tackle and maybe get ourselves uh, a turnover that would be helpful uh as well so anyway 14 to 3 we start with the football and uh, hopefully we can make our way back
1: so 14 to 3 it should have been at least 14 to 6 uh going into the into the half a one score game at the half would have been you know much nicer but in the third quarter uh, we come out flat again, you know, getting the football back. We did nothing with it. And I saw one of the beat writers put up a, um, like a graphic showing what the Bears have done with their first drive coming out of the half. And we've done nothing with any of the eight drives in the start off the, the second half. And this was a three and out, you know, right away. Uh, we're giving the football back to uh, New Orleans. Now it was a scoreless third quarter. Uh, for the Saints this was also the quarter where Zach Miller was robbed of his touchdown um, and <laughs> you know number one it should have been 14 to six at least um, at this point and that would have I mean it probably would have been a 14-13 would have been no need to you know go for two or anything like that kick the field goal or kick the extra point and we're down by one going into the fourth quarter that would have been great um, but instead, we had to settle for another field goal, and you know, and there it was. It's uh, it it just really upset me that um, you know, putting putting the the emotion aside, as far as your empathy towards Zach Miller and having that taken from him, we just got screwed on the call. Period. You know, every angle that uh, that that Fox was showing. Number one, there either wasn't enough video evidence to overturn it or the evidence that we did see, you never see the ball touch the ground, period. So they must have had some angle that Fox didn't have available or or anything like that because the ruling that they made made no sense with what they say happened. Because you sit there and you look at the, the actual footage, the ball never touches the ground. His arm is underneath the ball the whole time he rolls over you never see him lose control of the ball until after it's after the the complete process is over hands are in the air it's a touchdown he puts the football down to reach for his leg that's when you see him let go of the ball and then somehow they say he lost control of the ground lost control of the ball when he hit the ground and therefore it's incomplete therefore not a touchdown so you know everyone was floored by that i mean from you know, the Bears to the crowd to the guys in the booth and the, the so-called referee, you know, uh, official expert uh, for Fox, Dean Blandino. And, uh, you know, nobody knew what the hell that guy saw. And, um, you know, even to this day, nobody still can figure out what it was.
0: Yeah. Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Saints after three quarters. The good news is it's a one-score game, uh, 14-6. to The bad news is the Bears got screwed. It should be a – oh, Christ. It was a beautiful throw from Trubisky to Zach Miller on a third down play. Zach Miller makes an outstanding catch and simultaneously – Destroys his left leg it 's some kind of it's and i think it 's either a broken leg or a dislocated knee something It was a terrible gruesome looking leg injury. He has the football, takes it all the way to the ground. You know, like looking at the replay, the ball, it, it never touches the ground. It never leaves his hands, you know, it, it, and he, he rolls over, and then the pain sets in. He puts the ball down and grabs his leg, and that is where the officials say, that he didn't hold the ball throughout the entire process, so they steal a touchdown away from the Bears, rob Zach Miller of what could very likely be his last play as a pro football player. Uh, You know, the the effort that he made, you know, to hang on to the football after the injury that he suffered was just outstanding, and he was completely robbed of it. Uh, The Bears settled for a field goal because Connor Barth remembered how to kick it this time. So, it's fourteen to six right now. The Saints have the ball. The Bears are still having issues tackling. It's been pretty. Uh... Staggering to see some of these arm tackles that the Bears are trying to put on Ingram and, and Kamara. Um, you know the screen plays are getting a little crazy because the Bears, for some reason, still can't see those screen plays coming. And Dole Loggins, regardless of whether he's being handcuffed by Fox or not, is still the worst play caller in football. It's run, run on first down, run on second down, screen pass or some kind of throw on third down, and you know it's as predictable as the you know is at the time man it's just here it comes every single time uh, it's just a matter of will will the Bears be able to you know beat you on it and you know and so far we're losing big time it's 14 to 6 we're going in the fourth quarter the Saints are driving they could be adding to their total
1: now to clarify when I say the officials say when when Miller put the ball down to grab his leg that's where he you know didn't complete the process that's what that was Blandino trying to rationalize what the official call was. Uh, that's what Dean Blandino said. He's like, that must be what they're talking about because you don't see any other evidence of the ball touching the ground or him losing control of the football or anything like that. He's like, it looks like a catch to me. I think they got it wrong. Or, you know, and same thing from the from the guys in the booth. We just did not see what it was that the official or the replay official saw that took the touchdown away from the Bears and Zach Miller. We just couldn't figure it out. I mean, so it was a full-blown, you know, like Calvin Johnson, you know, the first first catch that kind of set this whole thing into motion. That one game, that opening game 2010-2011 uh, against the Bears, Calvin Johnson catches that Hail Mary, but when he goes to the ground, the ball comes out of his hand, and instead of it being the game-winning touchdown, it ends up being an incomplete pass uh for the lions i mean that's what the i mean is that what what they're saying because they say he lost control of the football when he hit the ground that did not happen the ball did not come loose or leave his possession until after the play was over when he put the ball down to to grab his leg to reach for you know to reach for his for his leg you know because like i said the pain had set in you know the the adrenaline immediately goes away and boom you're in pain this hurts a lot and you know, that kind of thing. And it just uh, that's what Dean Blandino said, was saying that when he put the ball down to reach for his leg, that was him not completing the process. Or at least that was him trying to rationalize maybe what that official was talking about. But then when the when the statement was released later on in the, in the evening or in the in the later afternoon, he was saying he said that he lost control of football when he hit the ground. That did not happen. That absolutely did not happen, and I fully anticipate that Zach Miller and the Bears will be getting their apology—that my bad—apology letter, saying that the NFL screwed it up and they got it wrong. So, uh, in the end, it wasn't—it wouldn't have been enough to win the game for the Bears, but it would have made a difference, I think, in in how the Bears managed that last, uh, especially that last drive uh, in the in the uh, in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, in, in instead of um, Instead of um, fourteen to three, it'd be fourteen to ten. The next touchdown would have been seventeen points for the Bears. So we're trying to go for a field goal instead of trying to score a touchdown and get a two-pointer to tie it up and send it into to overtime. You know, it's like we're hoping for a touchdown, but we're playing for a field goal kind of thing to send it into into overtime uh, against the Saints. The strategy would have been different, or so someone with a head on their shoulders would think. I mean, God only knows with Loggins and Fox, uh, running the offense the way that they have, what we, maybe they would have done everything exactly the same, but, uh, who the hell knows. But, um, you know, that was the story of the third quarter was Zach Miller's injury and being robbed of that touchdown. The, the announcers talked talked about it for the rest of the quarter. They still could not figure out what, the, what the hell it was that the officials saw that took that touchdown away, uh, from Zach Miller. So, uh, in the fourth quarter, uh, the Bears managed another touchdown, a uh, Tariq Cohen a dive over the top a la Walter Payton, very old school. and uh, But the Saints added two field goals uh, to their total. And despite the Bears generating two turnovers in a row on Mark Ingram, just ripping the ball right out of his hands, it just wasn't enough for us to get the W. And in the fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction, I give you my theory as to why that was.
0: Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Saints, and um, it was exciting. It went down to the wire, but in the end, the Bears come up short. You know, we we just don't have the horses on offense to do this. We we just flat out do not. Um, The wide receivers losing Zach Miller, um, all of that. We just we do not have the team that can support Trubisky. Period. You know that's. (laughs) You know I. I've been saying it since the beginning. Since the moment we drafted him, we don't have the horses to help out Trubisky. We have no one. And today, that was never more evident than it was today. You know, the defense did did its part forced Two fumbles of Mark Ingram in the fourth quarter. One of them resulted in a touchdown. The other one, we couldn't do anything with because we're terrible on offense. Uh, It doesn't help that we have the worst play caller in football uh, calling our plays uh, as well. But, um... You know, the Bears, uh, they get the, the, the ball after surrendering a field goal to the Saints. It's 20-12. to uh, Tariq Cohen damn near runs the kickoff back uh, for a touchdown add a horse collar to the end of it. The Bears are in great field position, and uh, second play of the drive, uh, Trubisky throws one intended for uh, Trey McBride, who actually had a pretty decent day uh, catching the football, and uh, was a little bit behind him. McBride didn't turn his head around in time. Uh, ends up getting picked off by Marshawn Lattimore to ice the game, and there you have it. It's 20-12 to the final. The Bears close out the first half at 3-5, and five, which considering the first eight games that we had it's not horrible. And what I was talking about in the, in, the, in the preview show about, you know, even if the Bears lose, we want to see something on offense that we can hang our hat on. I believe we got a semblance of that. We put the ball in Trubisky's hands a bit more. We passed a bit more often. We see what Trubisky is capable of. He also had a great uh, run on a scramble uh, in the football game as well. Trubisky is starting to come into his own. That's the kind of momentum we wanted to have going into the bye week. Obviously it would have been so much better if we'd have been able to come back and tie this thing. uh, But uh, in the end, the, uh, the bears just, they just don't have the muscle on offense to hang with a team like the saints. I mean, that our, our defense did everything that they could. They forced turnovers in the end to give the offense a shot. And, uh, in the end, it just wasn't enough. So, the Bears are three and five. We got two weeks to get ready for the Packers after the bye.
1: And there you have it. Um, it was a forty-six yard run from Trubisky uh, on on the touchdown drive. And uh, what what was a you know he turned around and he and he scrambled. And I think it was. Um, I'm pretty sure it was on my was on was on our show with the. When I had uh, Tyler Raymond and he was asking about the athleticism of uh, of Trubisky, and I told him that he had that run against the uh, Ravens that would it very much reminded me of Aaron Rodgers, where Rodgers will run and you think maybe he's given up, he's going out of bounds, and then he'll turn it upfield because he just sees the opportunity. And what should have been, or one would logically think, would be, you know, seven, eight yard scramble to get the first down. You go out of bounds. Okay, new set of downs. Here we go. Instead, he turns it up. You know, he actually, it looked like he was, you know, like maybe even three quarter speed. It didn't even look like he was full blown running his hardest. He was just like, I'm just going to keep running until somebody gives me a reason to stop, kind of thing. And the next thing you know, it's 46 yards later. And, uh, the bears are in great position. They ended up, uh, you know, using the momentum from that, uh, to score the Tariq Cohen, uh, touchdown. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing that we see from Trubisky. That's him kind of seizing control, uh, of the offense and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, I'm a broken record. Here I am once again. Um, you know, I have themes to every year and the year was, uh, you know, I'm in, in the end, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we got Trubisky, um, because I think he is the real deal. Um, you know, so I'll eat my, I'll eat my crow on that one. But, uh, I still, ab- I still stand by why we should not have taken him. Uh, and we prove it, especially the last two weeks, um, where he, we've got no supporting cast for this kid, um you know, talented though. He is, his development is being hindered by the fact that we don't have anybody for him to throw the ball to. And, and the guy that we made a trade for, uh, that was healthy and ready to play on Sunday did not play. Uh, he was a healthy scratch, uh, on Sunday, you know, honestly, what did he need to know? You know, you, the, as far as the playbook is concerned. Yeah, that's great. You got two weeks to learn the playbook. We needed help. We needed help. offense and we decided not to play him um so i'm sure it was a little bit more complicated not quite as cut and dry but in my eyes i just don't see why why we couldn't play him you know what was uh you know who did we need out there that we couldn't have him because i believe we had we had four tight ends uh and a fullback on the on the active roster yesterday because when that was the other disappointing part about the afternoon was when zach miller went down you figured this is a prime opportunity for adam shaheen to step up instead the other tight end besides deon sims was daniel brown so <laughs> what did we draft shaheen for i mean we don't draft you don't draft a project in the second round you draft a guy to be an impact player in the second round You know, and he's the stud that he was supposed to be or a stud enough to get drafted in the second round out of a Division II school, Um, he's supposed to be on the field doing things. And this is the opportunity for him to do it. Um, You know, if if there was anybody in this draft class that I'm disappointed in, he's the guy right now. You know, first half grades, he's getting a D-minus from me. He scored one lousy touchdown, I think it was even week one against the Falcons. You know, that one-yard pass from Mike Lennon Uh, against the Falcons, that's all he's basically done. I don't know if he's caught any other passes so far this year, if he's on the field at all, you know, and it's um, if there's anybody that I'm disappointed in after the first eight games from our draft class, Trubisky is, is progressing. Tariq Cohen um, is kind of been ghost, you know, in and out, but making his moments where he can, that kickback that he almost ran for a touchdown. Well, that would have been something. You know, Eddie Jackson, outstanding. And then, you know, the fifth round kid that we put on injured reserve or, or what have you. I mean, you know, he doesn't really count. He's an incomplete, you know, for the for this for his rookie year. But Shaheen, if I could have guessed that any of them would have had any kind of impact, it would have been him. You know, and I'm dead wrong about that. You know, as far as like the this whole wait for 2018 draft class that we have you know, a bunch of developmental guys or somebody coming off an injury like Eddie Jackson, Cohen, Jackson, Trubisky, all holding up their end while Shaheen, on the other hand, A, can't get himself on the field and B, when he does, isn't being targeted for some reason, even though he's most likely the tallest guy on the field when he's when he's there, six seven, He's probably the tallest guy on the field every time he steps on it. So, um, you know, that was the other thing that confused me. Was that the other the guy that was catching passes from um, from Trubisky after Zach Miller got hurt was Daniel Brown, not Adam Shaheen? That uh, you know that didn't make any sense. And then, like I said, we had four tight ends and a fullback that made it onto the active day roster, and Dontrell Inman, who plays a who plays a position that we need to improve upon desperately, was left off the active day. Uh, roster in relief of four tight ends and a fullback. So go figure that one out for me. If you can, you know, if you can figure that one out, you're smarter than me because I just can't wrap my head around it. So anyway, you know, like I said, we don't have the muscle or we didn't at least. I mean, we might have something and then we don't know. We'll find out week 10 uh, against the, um, against the Packers. So, you know, maybe the Bears got another move left in them. We'll see. Who knows? But um, we can go ahead and grab somebody or or what have you. Maybe we got two weeks. But um, in the meantime, we are a three and five team. And as you heard me say on the knee jerk reaction, um, that's kind of what I was hoping for when the schedule came out. Like, if we can be at least three and five, we'll be in good shape with the second half schedule uh, that we have. Four and four would have been outstanding um, considering the gauntlet we had to go through to get through the first half of the, of the season with Cleveland and San Francisco and Aaron Rodgers Packer team, two games with the Lions who are struggling right now. Yeah. It's looking good for the second half. If we can maintain on defense and improve on offense, we might be, uh, ruining some seasons going through the second half of the, uh, of the year. So, Anyway, that's going to do it to wrap up week number eight. What do you say we go ahead and wrap this bad boy up with everyone's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. Bear up and bear down for week number eight between the Bears and the Saints. And um, nice mixture of bear ups this week. You know, we were heavily on the defense last week. Uh, We got some offensive players uh, in there this time around. Even got a special teams guy on the bear up team. Uh, So uh, anyway, we'll start with the uh, bear downs because we want to finish the first half of this year on a positive note. So the bear downs, uh, Bryce Callahan. Um, that, um, out of position flying tackle that you missed on third and two, uh, it wouldn't have saved the first down, but it sure as hell would have saved the bears about 50 plus more yards that you ended up giving up by being not where you were supposed to be and having to come in with a desperation heave, uh, to try to tackle that guy. Uh, it was not the only bad play that he made. I think actually wasn't even the only bad one he made on that drive. Um, but he got victimized a couple of times before he ended up leaving the game with a, a knee or a hamstring injury or something like that. But uh, not a good day uh, to be Bryce Callahan. He did not do a good job. Uh, bear down to Doa Loggins. Tariq Cohen has been a ghost in this offense. He did score a touchdown, but that was part of four carries for two yards on the ground yesterday. Four carries, That's terrible. Two yards, even worse. Um, you know, basically running him into a brick wall of defenders, and you know, being unimaginative with your play calling. You could take a page from Sean Payton, who kept catching the Bears of their pants down on these these very well executed screenplays that the Saints were were doing to help kind of stymie the pass rush for the Bears. Only two sacks yesterday uh, against uh, against Drew Brees. Uh, and company down from like four and five the past couple of weeks uh, for our defense so um, you know it's a better play caller would be maxing this kid's talent out kind of like we were uh, in the first couple of weeks when he was the well-kept secret but now that the league knows what he's capable of they're keying on him and you need to figure out a way to use him a lot better than you are so I mean I can definitely see why uh, you want Jordan Howard carrying the load number one he's built for it Uh, number two he's the the better runner with the football but the more dynamic runner the guy with the more explosive ability is Cohen he's the guy that can hit home runs for us I mean even in the fourth quarter the Bears or is the third the thing was the third quarter the third quarter um, with the Bears were stuck at like their own two yard line first play from scrimmage uh, handoff up the middle to Jordan Howard for 50 yards and with the hole that he had, if, it's, if that's Tariq Cohen, it's a 99-yard touchdown run. He goes untouched because he he's faster. He would have run. You know, Jordan Howard's not a breakaway, you know, uh, back. You know, he'll get the big gains, he'll get the big chunks, but he'll also get caught. And uh, he did get caught. It was a 50-yard gain, his biggest of the day. Helped push him over 100 yards for the day. But, um, you know, we need to find a way to get Tariq Cohen those opportunities because he would have been able to take that one to the house with his speed. So, um, you know, Dole Loggins needs to do a much better job maxing out the potential of, uh, of a Tariq Cohen, because basically in making it look like the kids hit the wall in his rookie year, and it's not his fault. I don't believe it's on him. I think it's on how he's being used uh, in the offense or the lack thereof for him. Uh, bear down to Connor Barth. Um, I think this is what three weeks in a row, at least that you've missed a field goal attempt five for nine or six for 10, uh, on the season thus far. Pathetic. I hope this is the last that we see of you. The bears have two weeks to find someone out there who can kick field goals better than you. And, uh, it shouldn't be too hard. So I don't, I don't think that it will be, um, honorable mention, uh, on the bear downs, Kyle Fuller, and eddie jackson combined on one play and the play that i'm talking about i'm sure that the rest of you will uh, agree with me um uh, there was a play in the fourth quarter we had the saints um i think it may have actually even been third down and drew Brees goes back to throw the bears are only rushing three so there's plenty of time We do start to close in on him. Drew Brees steps up and at the last second gets the throw off, heaves it downfield, and it's Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson are right there in a position to make a play, and Ted Ginn, I swear to God, the guy just closed his eyes and hoped for the best, and the ball hit him in the chest. He held on to it with Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller right there. Neither one of them, I don't know if they lost it in the lights or whatever happened, but they were in a position to make that play. It would have been fourth down, if I'm not mistaken. Instead, it sets up the last field goal that put them up 20-14. to 14. And, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly. I don't know if that was the one just before Mark Ingram's first fumble or if it was the one that they kicked the field goal on. Either way, it flipped field position. It flipped field position. It went from them having their backs against the wall and having to kick from deep in their own territory to them being deep in ours. And that's unacceptable. So it's an honorable mention. It's not an official bear down, but, uh, you know, you've officially been warned. Now, bear ups. Jordan Howard, 102 yards yesterday, um, you know, did not have as many negative plays if he had any yesterday as far as running the football. Um, We've been seeing that a lot lately. I mean, pretty much all of the entire first half of the year. But it looked like just about every, every run that he had yesterday was positive in one way, or another he wasn't being met in the backfield like he had been uh in in previous weeks where you know the defense is is eight nine guys in the box and they're just shooting the gap so there's somebody running free every single play that we try to run the ball uh it seemed like uh howard was was getting gaining some kind of positive yardage with just about every carry uh yesterday and he got over 100 yards uh bear up to trey mcbride three catches for 92 yards yesterday i'm gonna to love to see some more of that hopefully in the second half of the year uh bear up to christian jones and adrian amos as those are the guys that forced the fumbles uh from mark ingram in the fourth quarter back-to-back drives and uh, nonetheless uh the first one from jones resulting in a touchdown drive the tariq cohen uh touchdown and the one from adrian amos was a exercise in futility because then our offense came out and remembered that they're one of the worst in the league and decided to do nothing, uh, with the ball and ended up punting it back to the saints, uh, bear up to Akeem Hicks, adding another sack to his total and, uh, getting the sack drew Brees, and, and giving some, a little bit back to the, to the saints. He's still a little bitter about being traded away from them. Uh, bear down uh, bear. Excuse me. Bear up. Excuse me. Bear up. Danny Trevathan, 13 tackles, uh, yesterday just, um, continues to impress, You know, considering the knee injury that he suffered when he suffered it, um, you know, the conventional wisdom is that he should just now be, you know, starting to get back into the swing of things. Instead, the only game he missed was due to suspension because he damn near killed Devontae Adams week number four. But, um, you know, he's healthy, he's playing outstanding, and uh, hopefully that continues into the second half of the year because he's having a great season so far. And then finally, believe it or not, bear up to Pat O'Donnell. Uh, it, this wasn't something that I was going to do until I was looking at the stat board earlier today. Uh, O'Donnell had five punts, averaged 54 yards a kick yesterday, two touchbacks, and a 61-yarder for his long yesterday. That's that's getting it done. You know That is doing a great job. At least one of our kickers knows how to do his freaking job. So um, that's where we're going to end it this week. Uh, the Bears coming up short against the Saints, falling to three and five. But, you know, the potential's there, guys. If we can right the ship on offense, we're going to be able to do some damage in the second half. And we've got a lighter schedule to navigate our way through uh, to close out the year. The only games that really worry me in the second half of the year are that, uh, you know, a game against the, the Eagles on the road and then another road contest at Minnesota to finish out the year. Those are the the only ones that I'm saying. Yeah, we're we're probably almost definitely going to lose those games. Every other the other six games that we have on the schedule, two with the Lions, one with the Packers, the Bengals, the 49ers, and the Browns. I love our chances in every single one of those games. You know, especially Week Ten against the Packers at home without Aaron Rodgers. Um, that could be a good day for us, and a hell of a way to kick off the second half. Trubisky getting his first win over the Packers and tying up the the all-time series because the Packers have the lead after beating us Week Four. So get that uh, get that tie back. <laughs> get on the get onto the winning ways uh, once again in the second half. Moving forward uh, from there, so um, you know six and two is a possibility. Is it a reality? We'll have to wait and see, as I like to say over and over again. But uh, anyway, like I said, that is going to do it for the Week 8 review of the Chicago Bears review. Uh, I will be back on Thursday. Um, I have already sent out a feeler to Lauren Cox from Bears Wire. Hopefully he'll be able to join us on our uh, review. Otherwise, it'll be just me running down the season, talking about what happened and what we hope to see uh, going forward. So until then... My name is Larry D., and this has been the Chicago Bears Review. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at
0: that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with (sighs) Amex. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all.